Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. Welcome to the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton alongside. And uh, away we go. Off on t- into a um, Thursday. Aaron, does that sound right to you, Thursday? I believe it is. It's hard to keep track these days. Things are moving fast in this in this world. Lots of crazy stuff going on across the country. New variants emerging as we speak. Aaron, just when you and I figure out Omicron, which maybe maybe I spent a little time early in the early days of Omicron, may have called it Omicron, kind of liked it that way. Aaron, I think there's something else out there. So let's just keep our heads down, do the best we can, and we will move on with our business. Uh, we are proudly sponsored by Central National Bank. Central National Bank, Joe Nesbitt. Joe's been under the weather a little bit, but he's bounced back in a big way. Joe's back at the office, and uh, he's opening up accounts left and right. One of the great commercial banks in the state of Texas. Thank you, CNB. Thank you for what you do. Brian Fonville, I was just on a call, and uh, Aaron, you know, there's sometimes you're you're like, man, this is good. I'll, I'll, I've been asked to participate in this thing. Fox Sports put together a uh, a brainstorming session. So the first topic comes up, and it, it's like um, Black History Month. And so I'm like, okay, well, you know, and, and some of the folks on, there were like 20 people on the call, and they had some different things to say. And, um, and I, you know, I didn't, didn't feel like I had a, a ton to add. Uh, I, I mean, you know, I kind of had some thoughts, but they were talking mostly about, you know, uh, African-American players with soccer. And, and I definitely didn't really know much about that. And, you know, my soccer background's limited. We could have had, I, I should have gotten Brian Fonville to help the executive vice president over at American National Bank. Uh, excuse me, not American National Bank, Central National Bank. That's a bank in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, American National. But, um, Aaron, then then the next topic was years, like, the, the, I guess it's coming up on, what, the 50th anniversary, perhaps, of Title IX. And so I finally decided that I would maybe share some ideas or thoughts on that. And every time I, like, unmuted myself to talk, the moderator was muting me. And you know how I am, Aaron. I didn't really appreciate that. I didn't understand why that was happening. Well, it turns out that where I was doing the, 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 meet, the Zoom meeting from, I had a ceiling fan on. And it was apparently making a ton of noise. And so people then, some guy on the call said, your, your, your background noise is terrible or something like that. I felt like, I feel like uh, Aaron, I may ne- never get invite, invited back to a Fox Zoom call. <laughs> very, uh, very sad. But uh, anyway, it, uh, I was just glad to even figure out how to get on. And then it did not go that well. I think our show... Will go extremely well today, and uh, there's a lot to get to. Uh, we're going to talk some Cowboys with a man who's driving to Colorado right now. He's on the open road. 
And um, uh, he is uh, the, the analyst for the Dallas Cowboys They're on the radio. It's Babe Loffenberg. He played for the Cowboys. He will be on with us at 420. Aaron, remind me, did we find a beautiful photo of Babe? Did you, didn't you find that in our system? I did. Oh, that's great. That's great. Okay. I, I started thinking, oh, man, did I? Okay, I do remember you telling me that now. And so we should be good to go as we, uh, as we proceed today. And uh, we are uh, we're so pleased to be, uh, to be talking about, uh, we got a lot of NFL talk about. Uh, Aaron, I guess David Coley just didn't do enough for the Houston Texans. I mean, I, I, did they, am I mistaken? Did they hand David Coley like a great roster this year? I kind of thought Deshaun Watson, you know, Deshaun Watson put up great numbers, not this past season, but the season before, and they still only won four games. He had some of the best numbers in the NFL, and they, wore four, they won four games. So they fired, who was the coach before that? Was that Bill O'Brien? He got fired during the season mm-hmm. the previous year. And so they bring in David Coley. Thank you, David. Appreciate you. Lifelong, great assistant coach. Um, let's uh, let's let David, uh, used to be with the Eagles, great guy. Everybody says wonderful things about him. Let's let David Coley be the head coach of the Texans. Oh, oh, wait, no, we're going to fire him today. All right, it's no, it's no shock that Joe Judge got fired the other day, the coach for the Giants. I mean, they're horrible. He had two years. David Coley gets one season with the Texans. By all accounts, a great guy, and, and they fire him. I mean, and of course now the story will become, and I get it, it's, uh, you know, uh, Flores was fired, Coley was fired. They're both African-American coaches. That leaves, Aaron, can you do off the top of your head how many African-American coaches are left in the NFL? That would be zero. No, there's one. Oh, okay. I thought Mike Tomlin. Oh, that's right. Okay. I okay, thought... with the Pittsburgh Steelers. But uh, no, we're we're getting down there. Close. <laughs> yeah, getting close to it. So, oh man, that was part of this Zoom I was on, talking about like the 75th year of of uh, Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier. And so I, uh, anyway, it was. Uh, it, it, this is interesting times. I mean, I, I, I even want to hear, we've got some Texans fans in our midst. I mean, I don't think they really like to be known. I don't think they perhaps love to uh, uh, to identify themselves publicly. But we do have Texans fans who listen to us in the Waco, the greater Central Texas area, on down to Salado and Temple and Belton, the whole, the whole shebang, on into Pflugerville and Round Rock. By the way, if you want to sound off on, on David Coley getting fired today, by all means. Our, our, We've got the CNC Collision text line is 254-662-1660. That's 254-662-1660. That is, uh, that is a, uh, a, a, a place where you can sound off or you can call us on that same number. Love calls. Love when our people call in. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty. All right, and that reminds me of one thing, Aaron. While we're talking about NFL firings and that type of thing, um, today, and it, it makes me think of like a our our weekly trivia question. All right, so here's what we're going to do. Today is 
our Schmaltz's Trivia Question of the Week. Schmaltz is one of our great sponsors, unbelievable sandwiches. Today, I was having a sandwich from a famous Italian deli. And uh, it just, quite honestly, it's good, but it doesn't quite compare to the greatness of Schmaltz's. Love what they do. In fact, the other night, I, I uh, stopped in at um, in West, and I got a pastrami sandwich, and I got a pimento cheese sandwich. Both fine. Okay, it's check stop. I got no problem with the check stop. It was covered up with whooping and hooping uh, Texas Tech fans that were very happy as they left, they left Waco, and they were so excited, and they were just, like, flaunting their win. But they're nice. Tech fans are nice. I'm not going to make a big deal out of that. But I'm just telling you, I try sandwiches from around the country and from around, and I just keep coming back to there's a taste. There's something about Schmaltz's. And I think it's the fact that Nelson Rue has been doing this since the, like, late 70s. And uh, Nelson was a Baylor student. There used to be a Schmaltz's on the Baylor campus. Nelson ends up. After he's finished with Baylor, he thought, well, I, I can't. I don't have the money for a business. He went down to the bank, and the bank said, yeah, yeah, Nelson, we can help you with that. And they financed it out, and Nelson became the owner at a very young age, at about 23 or 24, of uh, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. So now they have the downtown location. They don't have that, that, that place on campus anymore, but they have the downtown location and the Valley Mills location. Now, Aaron, here's your trivia contest. Listen up, Sean. You can win this today. Uh, Sean's one of our big listeners, and uh, he's got uh, he had huge, big time athletes out there. Played at Midway, but uh, he sometimes thinks we somehow block him from uh, you know winning, and we don't. We don't. But you have to be you have to be first to win these things. All right. Now, here's the deal. It's two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Aaron. I'm doing this on the fly today because we're talking the Texans. The Texans' first game ever uh, in the history of the Texans. Okay, we're not talking about the Oilers. We're talking about when the Houston Texas Texans came back to when they started their franchise in Houston. <coughs> I want you to name their starting quarterback and who they beat in that first game. All right, it's really not that hard. It's really not that hard. In fact, I'm making this pretty easy. The team they beat should be so easy for you guys. Now, you got to think for just a second, if I'm not mistaken, that first year would have been like 2002. All right, I was a young sports writer at the Dallas Morning News. Who did the Texans play in that first game? By the way, they won. They won their first game ever. Who did they play? And... Um, and who was their starting quarterback? Aaron, I want you to see how quickly we have a correct answer before I decide if I want to give uh, a little bit of a hint. Monitor the, monitor the text line. It's 254-662-1660, and uh, that's how you win two free Schmaltz sandwiches. Aaron, should I give them a hint, or do we already have a winner? You're going to have to give a hint because I don't know the answer. Are they? (laughs) You don't know the answer. 
This is so something we could have discussed. He's guessing. Well, Aaron, I'd like to kind of do things as I think of them, and I kind of, Aaron, you're kind of a big sports guy. I, fi- I figured you would know this off the top of your head. Okay, Aaron, I'm going to text you the answer. All right, you really should know the first quarterback ever for the Texans. No, I don't. I know the first team, obviously, but I I don't know who was quarterback. Okay, and then and then they beat the uh, team I'm texting you right now, Aaron. You now have the answer to our trivia contest. All right. Ah, okay. uh, So, so I my guess would have been correct, but I wasn't sure. Oh, now he says he knows it. I like this. Um. All right, the answers are spilling in, 254-662-1660. If we don't have a correct answer, by the time we go to break here in a minute, I, I, I will go ahead and give you one hint. The, the first quarterback has a brother that is still playing in the NFL to this day. The first quarterback ever for the Texans has a brother who is still in the NFL and is a, you know, is a, is a starting quarterback in the NFL. And we'll leave it at that. Who did the Texans beat in their first game ever? And who was their starting quarterback? 254-662-1660. Operators are standing by. You can text us, though. Texting is easier. I usually like to reward the first text messages that come in. I'm <coughs> If Sean Hunt doesn't get this one, then I'm 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 very uh, the uh, the basically the godfather of UBO business services, one of the great businesses in Central Texas, and uh, the uh, owner's a big Aggie. Like the head man is an Aggie, and, and he's a he's a huge Aggie, and he's big in Bryan College Station. But UBO business services is a great sponsor of ours, and their head man in in Central Texas is a great listener and supporter of our show. Aaron, go to the text line. Do we have a winner yet? We do. I'm still waiting on a name. Okay. All right. We do have a winner. That's great news. And you win two free sandwiches. Now, what would I advise you to get? I would get the schmaltz. I would try to go with the artisan bread. If they don't have the jalapeno bread, just do the plain uh, wheat or white. But go ahead and get it probably white, I would say. But get it twice baked. Or, or you can call it uh, well done. I, I love mine like crunchy, all right? And that's how you do it. And then and then you call the schmaltz, and then you get all these lunch meats and special meats and salami, and um, and then they'll put some uh, whatever kind of cheese you want on there. It usually comes with something like, I think, provolone. I sometimes will do cheddar, but uh, it's a great sandwich. It's a great sandwich. Aaron, every once in a while you'll hear me whisper like that, and that's an ode to my mentor in radio. Uh, Norm Hitzkus, all these years ago, when Norm would start talking about, like, food he liked, and he would do uh, Bob Steak and Chop, and he would always, like, get real into it. He'd go, I love the Bob Steaks. I love it. So to this day, I, when, I, when I get excited about food, I find myself doing kind of a, a stage whisper. All right, Aaron, if you ever wonder why I'm whispering about food. Um, what did I tell you the other day, Aaron? I've given you a couple of uh, items of places to go in the greater Waco area. My the one the other day, and I met a, I met the uh, the the wife and his and her husband, the owners of Butter My Biscuit. I was taken there by Blair Browning, although I think I ended up buying, so I don't know if he technically took me there, but he did suggest it. 
and oh, the flaky biscuit with pimento, egg, uh, crispy bacon, and some avocado on there on a beautiful biscuit. And I, I got to say, and it's chips. You can get chips or potato salad. They do the white potato salad. I'm a mustard potato salad guy. But the way they do it sounded pretty good. But I'm just not a, I'm not a, I'm, I'm a mustard potato salad guy. Aaron, have I made you hungry yet? Absolutely. <laughs> Are you hungry? Yes. What'd you eat today, Aaron? You come in fairly late to the studio. Do you, do you make anything interesting at home? I have the same breakfast. It's closer to lunchtime, but I have the same breakfast every day. Which is what? Uh, oatmeal with blueberries, cup of coffee, protein shake. That's what you do every day? Every day, without exception. That's one of the least exciting uh, <laughs> things I've ever heard. Now, Aaron, I want you to mix it up. I'm going to send you to Butter My Biscuit. Love this place. All right, Aaron, uh, we are going to attempt to get a, in touch with the guy driving across western Colorado, or I think he's driving from Dallas to Colorado. It is the radio analyst of the Dallas Cowboys. His name is Babe Laufenberg. He played quarterback for the Cowboys. Now let's visit with him. Babe Laufenberg joins us next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies tonight with lows falling to 38 degrees. Sunshine and mild weather again tomorrow. High is 75. As a cold front moves through overnight Friday into Saturday, we'll see some very strong winds. We could see a wind advisory or a high wind warning for us with highs on Saturday only in the 40s. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. I kind of wanted to root for the Bears, so when I leave the press box, then I can kind of, I can kind of get with it. And we happened to be right next to some Ole Miss people, and boy, they were hollering right in our face when they got that big touchdown. They were feeling great about things. From the moment that kid missed the field goal, it just felt like Baylor was going to go win the game. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Central Texas horse enthusiasts find a large selection of saddles at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They feature new and used saddles from names like Billy Cook and Cactus. Plus, they have a large selection of children's saddles. Trade-ins are welcome and financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118-222462. You'll enjoy one-on-one customer service at the world's best western store, Appaloosa Trading Post and Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. Don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show, Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show, Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton. Feel like you're missing out on the fiesta? Well, you don't have to. La Fiesta is hiring. Come join the family-owned and operated Best Mexican Restaurant in Waco, home of the famous Purple Margarita and famous Chili Con Queso. Join the La Fiesta family today. Great money and flexible with your schedule. Call us today at 254-292-2411 or come by 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. You can also apply online at lafiesta.com. Be a part of the La Fiesta family. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. ESPN Radio Sports Center. 
I'm Ward Weich with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor women's basketball find themselves at the bottom of the conference in Big 12 play at 0-2 after an 83-77 loss to OU last night. Baylor women are at Kansas on Sunday. On the men's side in the Big 12, TCU got the win over Kansas State last night, 60-57. One game in the Big 12 tonight, Oklahoma State is at number 19, Texas Tech. Tip is at 6 o'clock. The Knicks in the Mavericks six-game win streak, 108-85. Mavs in second place in the Southwest, six games behind the red-hot Memphis Grizzlies. The Mavs and the Grizzlies meet up tomorrow night. UMHB basketball in action tonight in Marshall taking on East Texas Baptist. Women tip at 5.30, followed by the men at 7.30. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas, and that's some of that classic rock. I think Babe Laufenberg at one point probably enjoyed, probably still enjoys when he's doing all those workouts. He listens to that type of stuff. Babe, uh, uh, check in with me here on where you are on the road. I think <laughs> you and your son are uh, perhaps headed toward uh, Colorado. Can you can you look out the window and? Let me know where you are in the uh, in the trip here. You, you know, when I look out the window, I see his truck. We're leaving tomorrow. I thought, Mose, I oh. thought you had texted me that it was tomorrow. I just happened to <laughs> be. I'm literally packing him up. The phone rang, and I see the 254, and I'm thinking, Oh, that's hilarious. Okay, well, that's Mosley, but I don't know that. This so, yeah, typical. tomorrow. I, let's let's check in tomorrow. I might be in, like, <laughs> Dollhart. You ever driven to Colorado, Mose, from here, from Dallas? <laughs> You you're on the room, air, you so you, you, know. you literally, you literally thought you were doing this with me tomorrow. Because when tomorrow. you said when you said four twenty, I was like, oh, awesome, okay. And and I no, thought the trip was though, today. Because, yeah, because who knows <laughs> where we would be, and, and who knows how the reception would be when I when I was there. I know, but you know, babe, you usually like to get a lot of notes in front of you when I, I call and and really have everything in order. I so uh, oh, yeah, I, you, I got notes you, in front of me. I'm working on my charts. <laughs> oh man, the charts! Babe is getting ready to. Uh, uh, the the Cowboys play obviously three thirty Sunday, and uh, this is uh, Babe. Just immediately, it's funny how people go. Oh, that's a bad matchup, or that's a good matchup. I mean, who oh. knows in these things? Yeah. I mean, it, it's just hilarious how everybody. Oh, I don't think that's a good matchup. I mean, who I, I who knows? Agree with you more. Couldn't agree with you more. And when, as you well know, Mose, you've been doing this a while. When you yeah. get to the playoffs, there are no good matchups. You know, Jacksonville isn't here. The New York Giants aren't in the playoffs. So every team you face typically is going to have a pretty good quarterback. Um, and, you know, they hey, San Francisco, they won 10 games this year. You know, so, yeah, there's I never look at it like, oh, they don't match up well with this team or that team. You know who you don't match up well with? Tom who? Brady, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it doesn't matter what team you are. Oh, that's a bad matchup. Why? Well, because they have Tom Brady or they have Aaron Rodgers. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. And we all have to kind of, you know, you prepare because you got to call this thing in the moment. So you, it's not like you're out there trying to make a bunch of predictions. What was that tweet? I had Brad on last week. You had some great tweet that I referenced where you were kind of well, like, oh, my gosh, it was a Cowboys related tweet. 
and you were kind of warning people like, hey, oh, oh, it was about the Cowboys complaining about the reps or whatever. And, and at some point you said, oh. okay, if you get to a certain amount of these penalties, it, well, you yeah, might have to look in the mirror at some point. Yeah. 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 And I said, if you're the most heavily penalized team in the NFL, which they are, in which they are as we talk at this moment, then guess what? You're probably getting going to get a lot of penalties called against you. But here's one for you, Moe's. Ready? I'm going to yeah. give you this before I tweet it. How's that? All right. All right. Of course, when we hang up, I'll say I'll, I'll find the tweet from Matt Mosley. <laughs> you won't believe this, huh? The last – okay, so the Cowboys were literally the most heavily penalized team in the NFL this year by numbers. Um, the last team to win the Super Bowl that was the most heavily penalized team in the league was – 2013 Seattle Seahawks, and the defensive coordinator was? Dan Quinn. So this could be a good omen. This could be a good omen. You know, if you want to see the glass half full, Mose, like I know you'd like to. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, I tend to. Yeah, I always try to do that. You've known me for years. Uh, Yeah, and uh, (laughs) we've even done radio together back in the day, back the 103.3. Back before they got ready to sell it to a religious broadcaster, did you know that it's gonna? It's now being so, my my old station is now going to be in the hands of a religious broadcasting group. <laughs> in, well, any day I, I now. Think we all agree, and your listeners would agree. Sports is religion, so yes. I, I, I yes. view it that it was already when it's when it was ESPN, it was in the hands of a religious broadcaster, <laughs> as far as I'm That's concerned. Right. <laughs> That's right, and especially with Galloway involved, it was very religious. There's a lot of Oh, yes, I do, yeah. yeah. Religion. Uh, talking to Babe Laufenberg, uh, Cowboys radio analyst, longtime uh, uh, TV anchor in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Um, it, this is this is going to be really interesting. I, I don't – Babe, it's, it's hard to, to look at this team, and they've had two performances against beleaguered teams, with, you know, that had a lot of people out, had COVID with, against Washington, and then the Eagles sat a whole bunch of people um, do you, do you you have a good sense though about you played long enough to know? Do you kind of feel like what they did uh, against the Eagles was maybe a a smart thing? Kind of like, hey, let's get now. Some of it got a little goofy because it did seem like they were trying to break a bunch of records <laughs> at some right. point in the second half. But the part of it where, hey, let's let's throw about five touchdowns here and let's get rolling. Do you think there was some wisdom to that approach? I always defer to the head coach and, and I'm assuming the head coach is talking to his coordinators and all that. So as you remember, um, and I'm sure you brought up on your show, Tom Coughlin and the giants received unbelievable praise for playing all their guys and playing to the bitter end when they lost to new England in 2007. I don't think I've ever seen a team lose and be more universally applauded for their effort and all that. But that then carried them to the Super Bowl where they beat that same New England Patriots team. So, again, yeah. I, I defer to the coach. And the other part of that, Moses, is it's a good idea until you get one guy hurt, right? If Zach Martin got injured in that Philadelphia game while they're trying to get Zeke his 1,000 yards, you, we would just yeah. say, what? We, McCarthy needs to be fired tomorrow or at halftime <laughs> or whenever. But fortunately, they came out of it unscathed. But hey, what, you know what I really love, though, most? McCarthy had said like a, a week before that game, so it was. But he had he had just talked about. He said, "I've done it both ways. Where we've rested guys, I've done it where 
we, we played our starters that final game. He said it lost both times, and neither one of them worked. <laughs> so there's, <laughs> there's just not a right or wrong way to do it. But, uh, yeah. but well, what fun. And I don't know that they took a whole lot out of that. To me, it was honestly a no-win situation. They were effectively playing the Philadelphia Eagles junior varsity team. I mean, there were guys brought up from the practice squad. I didn't even know if they played in college, right? I mean, they brought up 16 <laughs> guys. In practice. I mean, we're adding guys that night. Brad Sham and I, were, 90 minutes before is when, you know, you get the inactives and mm-hmm. the guys get pulled up or whatever from the practice squad. And we're, we're just wiping the whole slate clean. And so if you, if you perform poorly, you say, oh, my goodness, are we in trouble? They played their junior varsity, and we scored seven points. And if you play well – it's easily dismissed because you say, well, they really weren't, there, it was a preseason game. They were playing against, they weren't playing against NFL players. So, yeah. but I guess in, in the grand scheme of things, if you're going to play your guys and they're going to play their JV team on the other side, you better run over them. You better demolish them. And they did do that. Yeah. I, I had to laugh. They, so they get Zeke, his, his thousand and, right. and everybody's been saying, rest him, rest him, rest him. And somebody joked kind of like, I think you're saying to rest the wrong back. Pollard's the guy you want to rest <laughs> and, and keep and keep fresh. I, I could you see a scenario where, and of course this has been written a million different times, like oh Pollard's the guy, and and certainly he has different characteristics than Zeke, but could you see a scenario where Pollard, a fresh Pollard, hopefully with the fasciitis up that he's dealing with. Uh, he, uh, settled down just a bit, although that, that seems like that's going to be something that he has to get taken care of in the off season. Could you see a scenario where Pollard is maybe even featured more than, than Zeke in this game? I don't know that he will be featured more, but I, I do know you don't want to come out of this game Sunday and Tony Pollard touched the ball, you know, six, seven, eight times. Yeah. You, you got to figure out a way to, that he and when the game ends, he's, he's got 10 to 15 touches in the game. Whether if you want to run him 10 times and throw it to him five times, but he is their explosive back. I mean, there's just no doubt about that. Zeke, Zeke went 10 games, Mo's, where his longest run was 13 yards. 10 games. Uh, Philadelphia, he got a 23 yarder there. But, I mean, t- Tony Pollard. Is, he's a home run hitter. We've seen it. Shooty returned a kickoff return for a touchdown. And I think the week off will help him. I think they were just resting him. He certainly would have played if it was a playoff game or that type of thing. But now I will say this. Zeke is much better in pass protection. So if you can have a pass protector back there, it's, it almost has to be Zeke. Um, but, yeah, it'll, it'd be a mistake. And I know that they're going to they're gonna get him the ball. But it would be a mistake if, if he walks, they finish up that game Sunday and Tony Pollard has single-digit touches. Yeah, I agree. Talking to Babe Laufenberg, um, uh, joining us, a radio analyst for uh, the Dallas Cowboys. This, this San Francisco team, you're a man that, that likes to look at the film, break it down. Uh, I thought that Garoppolo, that was amazing. They, that, that game was all but over, it seemed. And they, but they Over. had the three timeouts, <laughs> and they got that thing back. And here comes Garoppolo, yeah. <laughs> boom, 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 right down the field. I mean, think about it. they. There are certain guys in the league that they've been trying to replace for a while now, and he's become one of those. 
but certainly uh, San Francisco, you know, that, that rookie uh, or, or, you know, he that guy came from uh, North Dakota. He hadn't played a lot of football. So they're going to have to – they've kind of had to ease him along here. What do you make of Garoppolo? And is it fair to say that he's – there's a little bit of a streaky factor like Dak has from time to time with him? Well, Garoppolo, he's dealing with a thumb injury, as you know. So that that's going to be interesting to see. Did it get better? Did it get worse? Uh, you can see he struggled a little bit with, with the grip of the football, which is never a good thing when you want to throw the ball. Here, here's what I don't get, though, most. Um, obviously, they traded for Garoppolo from New England, right? And then he comes in. He won. They, they kept him on the bench for a while, let him learn the offense. I think they were 5-0 and when he, when he played. But anyway, Kyle Shanahan, since he's been there as the head coach, with Garoppolo as his starter, and this including playoffs, they're 33-15. and 15. When somebody not named Jimmy Garoppolo starts for Kyle Shanahan, they're 8-28. and 28. Goodness. So 33-15 and 15 with him, 8-28 and 28 without him. So, again, I defer to the coaching staff. They know what they're doing. They, they know what they need and want, but if I had a guy that was winning two out of three games, <laughs> and it took, I don't want to say took me to a Super Bowl. Obviously, the defense was great, but he was the quarterback on a Super Bowl team. Uh, I'd say, boy, uh, we, we need to figure out a way to keep this guy, and they were doing everything they could. They tried to get Matthew Stafford um, in, in that trade, didn't get him. Then they ended up obviously drafting Trey Lance, moving way up to get him, uh, and not even knowing who they would get. That's the other part of that. If you're trading up for the one first pick in the draft or whatnot, I, I know who I'm taking. They didn't know that Trey Lance was going to be available or any of that. They just they just went up, gave up a bunch, and because it was not a draft day trade, it was like a week before yeah. the draft. So very, it was just all very interesting. But you know, here they are at ten and seven and trying to figure out what they're going to do again with Jimmy Jimmy G. <laughs> By the way, that tweet you gave me is doing great. That thing's already got about 500 <laughs> likes. It's doing really well out there. I love it. I love it. <laughs> no, you got to put that one out there. I do like that one, and uh, I'll be the first to kind of give that a retweet. And, uh, you know, well, you and Brad know. Says, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You No, go ahead. Well, everybody says, oh, you can't, you know, penalties. You can't be heavily penalized. You can't win with penalties. And mm-hmm. I went back and looked at it the most heavily penalized teams over the last 20 years or something. You just, you're shocked. You're like, Oh wow. They were really good. And they were that, you know, they were, they were penalized like that Kansas city uh, in 2018, they led the NFL in penalties, you know, and they ended up in the super bowl. So it, it, it happens that you can overcome them. Um, but again, the knee jerk is, Oh, penalty, bad penalties, bad coaching. Can't do anything with it. And then you look at it, and the fact is different than the narrative of what we think in our minds. That's one one of my favorites, too, is, you know, well, it's hard to beat a team three times in a season, right? You beat a team twice, and you play in playoffs. Why? If you already beat them twice, you're probably better than them. And then if you look at the numbers, the team that wins the first two wins more of the third game uh, than not. It's like they win two out of three in in, in the playoffs, too, so. Yeah, I don't, I don't subscribe to that theory either. I kind of liked it, though. I wanted to plant doubt in the minds of the Oklahoma State people 
when it was Baylor <laughs> playing him for the second time, and I just right. kept saying, yeah, you can't beat a team twice. It's just right. in the Big 12, there's just no way to do it. So I felt like that in that case it was a good talking point. All right, well, babe, um, I'm glad we got to do this. Well, uh, that's what I'm going to do tomorrow, Mose. And you can. I'm at 4:20 tomorrow. Yeah. I'm on the road with my son, so he's moving to Denver. I'm moving him up, and then obviously flying back Saturday and uh, doing the game Sunday. But at 4:20 tomorrow, I'm going to take a photo of wherever we are. Maybe a yeah. city. It may not be. We may not be in a city. If you're in yeah. a city, it's a real small one when you make that drive. Once you get out of Amarillo, there's really not another big city until you hit Denver. But I'm going to take a photo right at 4:20. And I'm going to send it to you. I want you to do that. and uh, I want you to know I, where I, I am at all times. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's how we should operate moving forward, babe. Uh, I appreciate it. And keep your eye, by the way, they got a, they, the, the 49ers have a Baylor running back on their team, Jamichael Hasty. All right? He's, a, he's kind of what you'd call the third back. Debo's kind of a versatile guy. Mitchell, as you know, is their, their lead back. But Jamichael Hasty, Baylor's own, when he has a nice run Sunday, please give the Baylor Bears a little love. Absolutely, I will. Now, he's only had 16 carries this year. Yeah. You know? He was, the other day, he had a nice, he had a big, he had one, yeah. like, really kind of good moment, as I recall. Oh, I'm ready so, for him. I'm ready for him. Average yeah, 4.3 yeah. this year. I'm ready for him. Oh, good, good. You're, <laughs> you're always ready for anything. Babe, I, I, especially this call today. I appreciate yeah. you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right, there you go. You bet. Babe Laufenberg, uh, friend for many years and the uh, radio voice of the Dallas Cowboys. So Brad will hear that and be like, wait, I am. No, Brad. He is, uh, you know, Babe played for the Cowboys and is the radio analyst, and Brad Sham is the voice of the Cowboys. They've been a really good duo for uh, a lot of years now. In fact, uh, Del Hansen, believe it or not, who just retired recently from Channel 8 WFAA uh, um, um, ABC affiliate in the Dallas area, he used to do it. And then I think he was a little too critical of Jerry Jones, and uh, they fired him. And then came the great Babe Laufenberg. All right, uh, Campus Confidential is next. Recently on Game Time, and we welcome the director of sports journalism for Baylor University into the program, Jerry Hill. Highest ever ranked, most wins ever. You know, um, you can argue whether this was the best team ever. I, you know, I still, you know, the 80 team is just hard to beat in my mind. And I, and obviously, you played, I guess, two more games than that team. With this team winning the Sugar Bowl, winning 12 games, I think you got to give the nod to this team. Game Time weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Don't let pain and sports injuries keep you on the sidelines. Talk with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group Providence Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. You'll discover personalized orthopedic care for kids and adults from minimally invasive to advanced surgical options and the support of physical therapy during recovery. Our doctors and care teams listen to understand you and deliver the care that's right for you at every step. Request an appointment at ascension.org slash Providence TX Sports Med. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 80 
This is ESPN Central Texas. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Wings Pizza and Things has been your go-to place to watch your game for over 15 years. With over 60 big screens, you're sure to catch all the games. With 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain, we have all your taste buds covered. And don't forget about the made-from-scratch pizzas. But wait, there's more. Try their burgers, fillies, sandwiches, and wraps. Don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Check out the entire menu and specials at wingsandtemple.com or follow them on Facebook. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's home for sports for 15 years. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lynch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor women's basketball find themselves at the bottom of the conference in Big 12 play at 0-2 after an 83-77 loss to OU last night. Baylor women are at Kansas on Sunday. On the men's side in the Big 12, TCU got the win over Kansas State last night, 60-57. One game in the Big 12 tonight, Oklahoma State is at number 19, Texas Tech. Tip is at 6 o'clock. The Knicks in the Mavericks six-game win streak, 108-85. Mavs in second place in the Southwest, six games behind the red-hot Memphis Grizzlies. The Mavs and the Grizzlies meet up tomorrow night. UMHB basketball in action tonight in Marshall taking on East Texas Baptist. Women tip at 5.30, followed by the men at 7.30. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. This is Dallas Cowboys football. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Aaron, I thought you decided to go a different route there. I, I was ready. Um... Good stuff with uh, Babe Laufenberg, Cowboys uh, radio analyst, former Cowboys quarterback. And Aaron, by the way, did you ever uh, did you ever get a name on the uh, the Schmaltz's winner earlier today? I know you were uh, going back and forth. We can present that later in the program if you'd like. I don't know how far away from you that is that news is, but. Uh, that's fine, Aaron. You don't have we don't have to do that right now. <laughs> John Richter from Rogers oh, is our winner. John Rector. Now that's good. Aaron, do you know what a rector is? Richter. In like the, Richter, like oh, uh, Richter. like Conan O'Brien's co host. Oh, like Andy Richter. Okay, John yeah. Richter. Good, good. Well, congratulations. Well, it's like a Richter scale. That's like uh, what they do earthquakes and stuff on, a Richter scale. That's great. Congratulations. You win two free Schmaltz sandwiches. And uh, Aaron will tell you uh, how to. And so the answer to the question, people wanted to know, who was the first time, <clears throat> the first the, the quarterback for the Texans who started in their first game ever, and who did they beat? They beat the Cowboys, <clears throat> and David Carr was the starting quarterback. Derek Carr, his brother, still plays for the Raiders, believe it or not. I mean, most of you know that. But uh, appreciate Mr. Richter participating. 
And uh, you play, you win on the Matt Mosley Show with Aaron Sexton alongside. Aaron, what do you have for us in today's edition of Campus Confidential? A couple of uh, possible moves involving the Baylor football coaching staff. Bruce Feldman reporting that former Nevada linebackers coach Ronnie Wheat is expected to join the Baylor coaching staff as a safeties coach. Wheat spent six seasons at LSU and was an analyst working with Coach Aranda for four years. It was first reported by Ross Dellinger. And uh, according to Pete Sampson from The Athletic, uh, Notre Dame is expected to hire Baylor wide receiver coach Chancey Stuckey to the same position with the Irish Stuckey played five seasons in the NFL. He spent last year on Coach Aranda's staff in Waco after beginning his coaching career at his alma mater, Clemson. The Irish interviewed a couple of other people for that position, but according, again, to Pete Sampson from The Athletic, they're expected to hire, hire Baylor's Chancey Stuckey. Yeah, this is what happens when you have success. People want to hire your coaches away from you. Now, in a perfect world, you kind of look at how successful Chancey Stuckey was. Obviously, Eric Mateos did a great job O-line coming in with with Jeff Grimes. And you want to keep that group together. You know, I, you never know. I mean, I you, you might go, well, they paid him more money. Well, maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. I mean, I don't. Baylor doesn't always lose a lot of battles over money. Uh, I think you'd probably have to look at Chancey Stuckey's relationship with that young head coach uh notre dame maybe you know who knows i mean i i thought i thought there's a really good wide receivers coach i uh i gotta give our guy credit um and obviously aaron you said nationally pete sampson may have had that news first our man longquist was all over that and uh we, we were hearing rumblings of that but uh unlike some folks I don't like to just throw out rumblings. I kind of like to know exactly what's happening before we before we. Now some rumblings are okay. I think some rumblings are okay, but in this instance, I didn't want to, especially when it's somebody's job. I didn't want to start panicking everybody. Oh, Chancey Stuckey's going to Notre Dame. I just want to say, our man in the sky, Kevin Longquist, uh, our recruiting guru, did kind of. Uh, he knew of that before a lot of folks, so I wanted to uh, I wanted to praise him a little bit. So some good news and some bad news there. I don't like losing Stucky, and I like the guy from Nevada. I mean, I followed his work very closely. I'm kidding. I, I would just say, Aaron, if he's been at LSU for that amount of time, not only did they cross paths, but he was there for Les Miles, and he was there for Coach O, and he's been through some things. I like coaches who's who've kind of seen – some weird stuff and changes and had to kind of go through some adversity and all that. So he's gone from there to Nevada. I, I, uh, I'm good with that. I think that might be a, a pretty good hire on the part of Dave Arenda. The ratings for the national championship game are in. 22.6 million viewers watched, watched Georgia win its first national title since 1980 with their 33-18 win over Alabama. That's up from last season's game. This season also featured the matchup with the worst ratings of the playoff era. That was the first-round matchup. Uh, oh, sorry. I, was, uh, I, I read that wrong. 
Georgia, uh, this the uh, ratings are up from last year with the 22.6 million viewers that they had, but that's up over last year's game between Alabama and Ohio State, which had the worst ratings of the playoff era with 18.6 million. So they're up, but that's up from the worst-rated game that they've had in the national, right. national title yeah. game. Okay. Well, um, I you know, the bottom line is you have a national title game, you're generally going to get pretty good ratings. If you got a good game, which they did, and this thing was competitive throughout, then, um, you know, if you get into the fourth quarter, you're going to have some good ratings. Baylor Ole Miss put up a good number. That game got up to like 12 or 13 million at one point late in that game. Ended up around 10 million. So I think what we found out this year, Aaron, I mean, I, I think we knew Alabama and Georgia was going to get a fine rating. But what we were reminded of, of all the whining that goes on with, we got too many bowl games, too many bowl games. You know, people watch this stuff. I mean, if you put randoms on on December 16th or 17th, or right up until Christmas and then after Christmas and New Year's Eve, guess what? People are going to watch. And it's usually going to be a million people or more. So it's, it doesn't matter, oh, oh Matt, this one has La Tech and North Texas or La, North Texas is playing Purdue. I, it doesn't matter. People want to watch bowl games in their home and they're hanging with family and they're having some drinks and Diet Cokes and the whole thing, and they just want to enjoy themselves. So, you know, I I just don't I'm, – I'm kind of through being the guy who's like, there's just too many bowl games. Because the only thing I don't like about bowl games is that these these fat cats take all these things – I mean, like the, the, the bowl people are – are, a lot of them are kind of like uh, over the top. And literally, these people get paid like millions, and they just kind of go around doing stuff and taking trips. And they and for like one week of the year, they have one big thing to do a year. And some of these people are getting paid over a million dollars. And in the rest of the year, they act like they got to travel around and see teams. Oh, oh, great! The Cotton Bowl executive, who by the way I like a lot, but the Cotton Bowl executive's in town to watch uh, Florida State. Like the like he knows anything, like he like like him being on the ground is gonna like oh wow he's guess what he's learned if we learned anything about the Zoom world, what do we do in the Zoom world, Aaron? We can hire pastors, we can hire people, we can work at home, we can do all that. I mean, I'm doing radio today. Aaron and I are not next to each other. Oh my goodness, we never thought this would work, but it works. Aaron, does it work? Yeah, it yeah, works. Thank you. I think it works fine. Uh, all right, Aaron, what else do you have for us as we uh, as we come down the stretch in what's known as Campus Confidential? Well, just a quick note to back up what you were saying about the bowls. Yes, please, and please. The 31 non-New Year's Six College Bowls this year averaged 2.57 million viewers. Averaged. And there were some really, as far as I'm concerned, uninspired matchups in some of the early bowls, some of the first ones, you know, when you get some smaller schools playing in bowls against each other, and they still averaged 2.57 million for the 31 non-New Year's bowls, which is why we still have so many bowls and which is why ESPN loves them. Because as you said, even the even the worst 
bowl matchups that you can think of, the ones that you would want to watch the least, are still going to get, if they don't get a million viewers, it's going to be close. So there's that's why ESPN shows them all, and that's why we still have so many, because people watch. Now, which game, which of those bowl games, Aaron, did your algorithm tell you to watch? <laughs> it, it was the uh, Citrus Bowl between Kentucky and Iowa, the most watched non-New Year's Six Bowl game. It averaged uh, 6.4 million viewers on ABC. I think they get great ratings for, like, places in the country where they have nothing to do. Like, you can't go outside in Iowa. You really can only basically drink bourbon or whiskey or whatever in Kentucky. I mean, you do those kind of teams. Because, let's, let's, I mean, that's really interesting I mean that, that you said that. Because Kentucky is not a traditional football power. Now, if you would have said, hey, Matt, Kentucky basketball did a really good rating, I'd say, yeah, because that's a blue blood. That's what we're hoping the Baylor men, the Baylor women, I won't get into that right now, but the Baylor men were, uh, I mean, they're, they're headed toward blue blood status. But a Kentucky football team, Aaron, think about that. What, what would ever make you stop down and watch Kentucky football? But they're pretty good. If they play and, Baylor. And, and, <laughs> yeah, what's that? If they oh, play yeah, Baylor. They play, yeah, you're right. Or, or you're if right. They, when they play A&M, I'll, I'll watch to see them hopefully win. But that's about yeah. it. Boy, you are an anti. Are you more anti-A&M than anti-Texas? Oh, absolutely. Or, I mean, Texas really? made it closer this year when they announced that they're leaving for the SEC. But, no, I'm growing up a Baylor fan with Aggie friends. Um yeah, it's it's been a lifelong thing. Not a big fan. I think Baylor fans would rank their dislike. Um, part of this is because A&M's been gone for a little bit now. I think they would go Texas, TCU, and then maybe A&M, followed by Texas Tech, and then... Sooners, and then maybe Oklahoma State. With the only thing, only exception being, there one of from time to time, Baylor people really develop a lot of dislike for K State and Iowa State. Like those two fan bases can get under your skin. Now Kansas, they're just kind of they're a blue blood basketball program, so they're they're literally only known for one known for one sport. Although I'll say this. I do pay attention to women's college basketball, and uh, Kansas had a nice win. They beat, uh, it may have been overtime, they beat uh, University of Texas last night, Vic Schaefer. So, Baylor's not the only team losing right now. Texas drops uh, two in a row also. Uh, all right, Aaron, what else do you have for us? After a night of celebrating Georgia's national championship, Georgia quarterback Stenson Bennett somehow made it through Yesterday's interview with ABC's Good Morning America, but just barely the 23-year-old quarterback appeared on the verge of dozing off while being interviewed by co-hosts Robin Robert and Michael Strahan. When Strahan (laughs) asked how much sleep he got, Benson made it clear that he didn't get much. A few, quote, a few hours, he said, chuckling. Not many. Been wondering about, yeah, no, not many. That's an exact exact quote. (laughs) No, I kind of saw it. I, I think I saw a clip of it. And uh, yeah, that that was kind of funny. And uh, did you did you really? I kind of thought it was legitimately asleep. Did you? Was there like a hangover involved? Did you think, or did you think it was was more of a sleep issue? 
I think it was option A. From my personal experience. Uh, <laughs> a hangover? That. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think no, I'm not Georgia. saying for sure, but I mean, yeah. that's just what it is. That would just I, be I, my guess. Yeah. I would be surprised if any Georgia, Georgia student athletes drank. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, we're having fun now. Anything else? Anything else, Aaron? Or do we need to... Do we need to get ready? Do we need to brace ourselves for the 5 o'clock hour? Yeah, it's time for the 5 o'clock hour. Oh, man. All right, uh, Campus Confidential, always exciting, always fun. You never know. I was kind of happy today. Uh, we've been a little portal heavy. I was kind of glad Aaron went some different directions. We had some ratings. We had a lot of different things today. Had some tough ca- uh, uh, Baylor news. Chancey Stuckey, man, I don't like it. I do not like his departure from this staff. Next, we got to talk about it. Our pride and joy, okay? I know what some Baylor people are like, oh, you know, who cares? Well, I do, okay? I, I don't. It matters. Baylor women's basketball matters. And um, they lost last night. We're going to hear from Nikki Collin, and we're going to discuss it. We're going to do it next. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2021. Hurts in the gun. Goddard sets up right. Only heard here. Back to throw. Checked out. Over the middle. Intercepted by Diggs. All season. Right sideline. 30. Diggs 20. Diggs house. Sunday afternoon. It's your Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers. Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the 49ers Sunday afternoon at 2.30 on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking or savings accounts and earn interest, cash back, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB Your Bank for Life. Member FDIC. At UBO Business Services, we understand that digital transformation is the integration of digital technology into all areas of a business, fundamentally changing how you operate and deliver value to your customers. By letting UBO Business Services identify and remedy inefficient paper and email-based business processes, we can help your organization grow by 20 to 30% without adding any additional headcount. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. 
Caterpillar Waco is now hiring. Join our team and move the parts and products that build a better tomorrow. Warehouse positions available with no prior experience required. We will train. Caterpillar Waco offers competitive pay, benefits as soon as you start, and opportunities to grow. It's more than a job. It's the work that matters. To apply, visit caterpillar.com slash Waco. That's caterpillar.com slash Waco. Get your career started today. Join us live from Rudy's in Waco for our next Baylor Coaches Show. Join us Thursday, January 20th, and hear from women's basketball coach Nikki Collin and men's head coach Scott Drew. Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show from 6 to 7 p.m. live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with your host, John Morris, right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. Presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Aaron, I meant to, uh, <clears throat> hello everybody, it's the Mosley Show uh, with Aaron Sexton. As we uh, continue on, appreciate everybody who's made this a part of your afternoon. we got unbelievable sponsors, we got new sponsors coming in. I met a, one of the top allergists. Uh, was a longtime listener of mine in Dallas the other day, and um, and I don't know. He may start doing some. Uh, he has a a, a big time um, allergy and asthma center there in Central Texas. And all those years ago, when I was a Baylor student, or maybe when I went to law school, I had my allergies tested. And I used to get allergy shots and all that kind of stuff. Well, man, this is my guy. I mean, this is. Uh, this is going to be kind of cool. So we may be making an announcement on that end soon. And then, of course, Central National Bank, our, uh, our presenting sponsor, I think tomorrow what we'll do is uh, have a couple of their big-time executives on to announce our latest foray into broadcasting. They, they continue to be with us, and we're going to expand their, uh, their new deal. And, in fact, it's going to include some appearances by them on a weekly basis, and uh, that'll be fun because, uh, well, uh, they're just talented people. I mean, you say, well, mostly, why, why would you want to have bankers on a sports show? Well, these guys are like big-time musicians, sports people. They're soccer enthusiasts. One of them's a big-time golfer. His son's a great golfer out at Midway. So they just have a lot of sports connections. And, of course, the Nesbitt family I ran into some of them last, uh, when I was at Baylor, and they were part of the SAEs. And I was, uh, I was a Fiji, and the Fijis finally, I mean, we won seeing every year, but the SAEs would give us trouble in intramurals, and I think we finally took them down at some point. But uh, I think 
the Nesbitt brothers might dispute that, in fact. I think Tom might have the final word on that. It is uh, the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton alongside. <clears throat> it is Central Texas's finest sports show. Aaron, is that has anybody said that? I, I think I just decided that that was going to be the case. Um, I mean, really, it's we're preceded by the John Morris Show at three o'clock, and then at at uh, seven nine in the morning. If you're a morning person, uh, I would suggest listening to Tom Barfield and Ward White's. In fact, when they had all that breaking news on um, uh, the Pete Fredenberg stepping down as the longtime head coach at Mary Harden Baylor, well, that was the show to listen to because Ward is uh, the broadcaster. He does play-by-play for Mary Harden Baylor, and so they had all the, uh, the the name, you know, the big name people. Coach Harmon taking over, uh, Coach Fredenberg saying goodbye, and so that's a good show to listen to. That's seven to nine. We call that game time. And then uh, I noticed that uh, John had Michael Woodson on. That Baylor ten- men's tennis team is like last time I looked, they're number two in the country, and um, they got. They uh, look like they've got, uh, let's see, they've got opening matches against Louisiana and Abilene Christian. I don't even know if those teams can get on the court with our, our men. That's a that's going to be a difficult ask. Although ACU, will, will, they'll surprise you. They do some good things out there. They don't like instruments, the Church of Christ, but they really will play some good sports. And they're great at acapella singing. All right, it's uh, Mosley uh, alongside Sexton. As we um, continue into the 5 o'clock hour, the all-important 5. Aaron, this is when the ratings just go through the roof, okay? This is when, over the years, I've learned in radio, mostly get focused. They would say, mostly be be more focused this hour. Aaron, do you think that ever worked? Do you think that <laughs> it never it never really did uh, do too much uh, in, the, in the positive way? Now, can I just say that the Baylor women – Okay, here's the bad. They lost. They are 0-2 in conference. Aaron, you sent something to me. I'm going to look this up again. Uh, This was something Aaron Sexton sent to me. And, of course, Curtis Quillen, our guy, doing some negative. He was out there doing some negative tweeting last night. Let me see if I can find this again, Aaron. You sent this to me. Oh, there he is. Now, Curtis was just doing what he – he was doing his job, okay? He's the sports director at Channel 6, and uh, that's KCEN if you're if you're uh, scoring at home. Last night's result gives Baylor its first 0-2 start, Big 12 play, since the 1999-2000 season, the Bears' final under Sonia Hogue. All right, Sonia Hogue was an important person – in Baylor history, an important person in Kim Mulkey's life. Then Mulkey showed up on the scene, and the rest is history. Now, what is happening right now? Is it is it like the end of an era? Is Baylor, are we not any good at basketball anymore, women's basketball? No. Come on. Come on. Am I concerned? Yes. But I did. I don't sit around and like look at just results. I actually try to watch a lot of these games. And so last night, every time I looked, I was I was at an event and I had to a church event and I had to kind of look in the the first half to kind of see what was going on. But it was fine. They're fine at halftime. They kind of closed the gap at halftime. Uh, there was it's a game of runs. Oklahoma has a nice like seven or maybe it's a nine zero run third quarter. Bears answer. Okay, and then at the end of the they hit a three, which may have been a, a, an important thing looking back. 
Oklahoma hits a three to make it like 56 to 50. Or was it 66 to 60? Anyway, they hit a three to get to within six at the end of the third quarter. And Queen Egbo played her rear off last night. I mean, she's just rebounding, scoring. Way to go, Queen. When Queen plays like that, the Bears can play with anybody. Now, they were on the road in Oklahoma. Oklahoma's a ranked team now. They're playing a lot better. They got a new head coach. They're good. Sherry Cole had a good run there. She's out. This new head coach, I got I to gotta learn her name. Aaron, look her up while I'm talking because she deserves mention here. I've learned, I know the Texas Tech's new coach because she used to play there. I know Vic Schaefer. I didn't know Oklahoma was going to be this good. So I have to admit, I didn't really commit the coach's name to memory. So, Aaron, look up the women's coach to Oklahoma while I'm talking, and let's let's give her the kudos. Now, what happened to the Bears in the fourth quarter? Well, it was a game. It was a really good back and forth game, and then the fourth quarter, Oklahoma just dropped the throttle. You know, and they went 23-12 in that quarter. So you say, what happened to the Bears? Well, they were just coming off COVID. They only had seven players in that first loss of the season at Kansas State. They then went into COVID protocols and missed, what, two games at least. And they, 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 I think they ran out of steam. Melissa had 30 in the game. I mean, but at the end of the third quarter, she already had like 26 or 28. I mean, she already had like a huge night going. Queen played great. I'm so happy to see that. I mean, they're going to need more help. Bickle comes off the bench, and she's, ter- ter- you know, terrific. Caitlin Bickle's become everything Kim ever wanted her to be. And who do we give credit for that? Well, Caitlin and Nikki. <clears throat> I think Nikki's done an incredible job, and I think Caitlin Bickle's bought into what Nikki's doing. I don't know why Sarah Andrews is – She's. I think she's tremendous player. She's 5'6". They're going up against some big guards. They had it. Maddie Williams is a great player at Oklahoma. She's big. I'm trying to think who else they had. They they were just cut. I was like, golly, they're big. They, Baylor keeps going up against all these perimeter people, and they used to have Dee Dee Richards and all these people who could defend. And quite honestly, Sarah's not getting enough assist, and she's not hitting threes. And I, I don't know what's going on. She's scoring like four points every game I look. And I had, and she had 16 a couple of games ago. I should take that back. She's a tremendous player. I mean, when she and Hannah Guster showed up at Baylor, I was so excited. She's just not playing up to her potential. Now, will Nikki get that right? I sure hope so. Is it time? I mean, are people bringing up the fact, oh, Kim's gone, Baylor's, not, Baylor's struggling? Yeah. Is that fair? Somewhat. It's somewhat fair because – this program has really, really talented players. It's somewhat unfair because they're coming off COVID protocols. They were already feeling poorly when they played K-State. Let's give Nikki a full conference slate before we decide, oh, gosh, she can't coach. Now, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think she's going to be fine. Are they going to win the conference this year? Probably not. Are they going to right the ship and, and win a lot of games in conference? I sure hope so. I mean, I really do. I hope they – I think they could maybe uh, – if they could go 12-6 and six or something like that, uh, I think that would be a great season for kind of where they are right now at 0-2. All right, let me look at my time here. Okay, Aaron, 
we'll we'll do this first one. I, I do want to. Um, we've got some. Uh, this would have been Nikki Collin talking last night on the postgame show. Derek and Sophia doing the game. This game was in Norman, and uh, let's hear from uh, Nikki Collin on uh, her reaction to the loss at Oklahoma. Honestly, I'm like really disappointed for my team because I thought that considering we missed five days, six days because of COVID and, um, you know, have had that adversity. Um, and, and I thought, I thought the fact that we came out and practiced the last three days and had probably three of our best practices, even if they were limited in minutes, um, I wanted that to translate tonight. And I, I think for three quarters, it did, you know, I mean, if we don't give up that three to end the third, we have an eight point lead going into the fourth, you know, um, and I still think we had a 74-70 lead and turned it over, you know. And so, um, you know, that's just, you know, were those tired mistakes? I don't know, you know, but we can't turn the basketball over. I mean, and they weren't forced turnovers, you know. They just weren't forced turnovers. They were just, they were sloppy turnovers. All right. I mean, uh, our – do, does Baylor have a target on it? Well, it always has. But it used to be Baylor would show up and teams were sort of intimidated. I mean, people thought, well, they hired Vic Schaefer. Now they, the, the, it's going to be a, a rivalry or whatever. And it just didn't. It didn't happen immediately. Um, right now, there's a feeding frenzy going on. Baylor's vulnerable and teams want to beat up on them. I mean, it's a big deal to beat Baylor. I mean, I, again, maybe by the end of the year I won't be saying that. But the uh, Kansas State hadn't beaten them since like 2004. Aaron, did you see the stat on Oklahoma? I'm sure it was a long – you know, Sherry Cole had some good runs, so I know Sherry beat Kim at some point, but I guarantee you it's been forever. I mean, it's not like Oklahoma beat Baylor on a, on a regular basis. It's a sh- – you know, for years and years it was a shock – when the Bears would uh, lose. And quite honestly, right now, every team thinks they have a shot at Baylor. Is that Nikki's fault? I don't, you know, I don't think so. I mean, I think it's a transition, and, and there's going to have to be some patience shown. What I don't want people to do is to go, ah, we're winning in football, we're great at men's basketball, eh, whatever. We just won't care about women. No, that it means a lot to our university. I mean, you can't you can't go from Kim and 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 winning national titles and then and then start acting like you don't care just because they start losing games or whatever. I think people need to care enough to be upset. I mean, I really do. Now, am I upset? No, not really. I just I'm concerned. But Melissa's an incredible player. I mean, she plays a different game. She at one point they threw her a alley-oop last night she just goes up over the whole team I mean they, they don't she's she's playing a different game than everybody else she needs more help I mean they need Asbury they need Jordan Lewis they need all these players to score more these are really good players Lewis is fills up a stat sheet she had like eight rebounds seven assists seven or eight points she's good she's really good but it's all hands on deck I mean Sarah's if she's going to be the point guard on this team they need more scoring. It's just not there right now. You need Jaden Owens. You can't be out there dribbling at the top of the key and be scared to shoot. They're, they're packing in the lane and begging Jade Owens 
to shoot the basketball, and she will not shoot the ball. Well, th- she was a big-time recruit. She was a big transfer that Kim brought in. Like, why are we how – are, how are folks scared to shoot the basketball? So, anyway, I'm not going to get into one of these uh, these deals like I hear some people. Well, it's, you know, whatever. No, I mean, it's it, it means something at this school, and we need to keep paying attention to it. All right, Aaron, do, do you want to wait, or do we have time real quick? Can we play this other cut since, uh, before we wrap up the uh, Baylor talk? We have time. Okay, uh, I want to hear Nikki Collin uh, discussing Baylor's fatigue. I just think we're fatigued in general. Like, I don't, you know, it's, um, you know, hopefully our, um, you know, we obviously with COVID, we, we lost the home game, you know. So, um, you know, is it is it the road? I don't know. Sometimes I feel like teams are more focused on the road. Um, you know, you get in that routine of shoot around and, and, you know, we're, we're not in class. And, and so, you know, I, I, you know, do, do we want to play at home? Do we have confidence in Farrell center? Sure. Are we undefeated in Farrell center so far this season? Sure. Um, but, you know, I just, I think it comes down to, you know, this is, you know, I'm sure people are going to take a shot at me and say, we lost another close game, you know, but, um, Players got to make plays late, you know. I mean, we were we were really good from the field until the fourth quarter, um, and then we were three for thirteen, you know. So and we were zero for five from three, um, and we were even six for nine, you know. So we didn't take advantage in any area. So we shot, you know, we we shot our worst percentage across the board, free throw line, threes, obviously threes, um, and twos in general, you know. So. It's players making plays late, you know, in those big moments, you know, when the game's on the line, are you prepared to, to make those plays? Are you prepared to, you know, hit that shot? You know, Sarah got a wide open three on the wing. Like if she hits that shot, it might be a different game. Um, you know, so I, I think it comes down to a, to a lot of things. It's one turn of her hair there. It's, it's one shot that keeps them at bay. Um, you know, it's one shot that keeps the fans, um, you know, from roaring. And, you know, kind of creating that extra pressure because there's a big difference between a two-point game and a five-point game. There's a big difference between an eight-point game and a five-point game. Um, So, you know, do I think we have to execute better at the end of quarters? Yeah. I mean, I just think it was such a momentum play for them to hit that three um, at the end of the third. All right. One thing I I, I think Nikki's going to have to watch is is these things like, hey, people are going to take a shot at me. Like, I, I don't. She just can't even worry about that. Like, who cares? I mean, she's it's got to be, at this point, it's bunker mentality. I mean, it's get after it. Uh, let's go play. And and um, it, it doesn't, you know, oh, people are going to take a, sh- it's not, it, it's it's not about Kim. It's not about, it's not about, I mean, it's, it, it Nikki's got the job. Nobody's going to run her off. It seems panicky right now because they haven't started 0-2 in a million years. But they were on a COVID protocol thing. If anything, and I was listening to some of that uh, our time thing, you know, Nikki's got to get away from, just in my opinion, and I, I, I get her on the air, talk to her every week, so I, I wouldn't, uh, I would say this right to her. I, I, and, of course, I'm sure she's asked about it. Maybe even the uh, the producers of that thing ask about her. But I I think, like, 
the Kim stuff, that ship has sailed. She's gone. She's in LSU. They're doing great. It's gone, though. Like, it, this is Nikki's program. So whoever's asking her about Kim or if she feels like she's got to bring it up, I don't think she even needs to anymore. Like, she's got to focus on this is Nikki's program and this is where this thing is headed. And it's not about Kim, not about anybody else. And this is, you know, things are kind of ugly right now, but that's okay. They they played well last night. I mean, I I was really really impressed. And then they just fell apart in the fourth quarter. It happens. Okay, they're gonna they're gonna win a lot of conference games this year. They're not going to go 0 and 18 like Iowa State did last year. Now, Aaron, here's my promise: if they go 0 and 18 in Big 12 play, then maybe you ought to think about making a change. <laughs> But I don't, I don't sense that's going to happen. So they'll, they'll get a big win coming up, and they'll get the thing going in the right direction. You got Nalissa, you got Queen, you got Sarah Bickle. They're, they're too good to go in the tank. All right, it's Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. Let's keep rolling. Uh, got some breaking Cowboys news to share with you. We'll do it next. Hey, everyone. With the Cowboys Playoff Report, I'm Christy Scales. Two Pro Bowl players are back at practice after being activated from the COVID list. Details after this. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network's busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit SWBC.com for financial services without the labels. The Cowboys know the playoffs means tough, hard-nosed football, but head coach Mike McCarthy notes that Sunday's wildcard home game against a 49ers run game is extra challenging for the Cowboy defense from a mental standpoint because of the number of formations and personnel groupings that San Francisco uses on offense. Oh, that's definitely high as far as, you know, the way they stretch it scheme-wise. I mean, the shifts and the motions, you know, you got to make sure your gap fits are right. And, you know, and they're, they're definitely going to you know, stress our, our force and our edges and, you know, from a multiplicity standpoint, you know, in a number of personnel groups. Linebacker Micah Parsons and left tackle Tyron Smith were activated from the COVID list yesterday, and the team is hopeful that safety J. Ron Kurse returns as soon as today. Sunday's 49ers-Cowboys kickoff is 3.30 Central. With the boys at the Star, I'm Christy Scales. Baylor Sports Beat, weekdays at 7.55 a.m. and 5.25 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. 
This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies tonight with lows falling to 38 degrees. Sunshine and mild weather again tomorrow. High is 75. As a cold front moves through overnight Friday into Saturday, we'll see some very strong winds. We could see a wind advisory or a high wind warning for us with highs on Saturday only in the 40s. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Jennifer Grant Family Dentistry has been practicing dentistry in Waco for 23 years. Her caring staff prides itself on having over 135 combined years of dedication to creating healthy, beautiful smiles. Jennifer Grant DDS offers all aspects of dentistry, general cosmetic, preventative, and whitening, and there's no need to be afraid of the dentist. Jennifer Grant DDS offers non-IV sedation. New patients are welcome, and most insurance plans are accepted. Jennifer Grant Family Dentistry, where you'll be treated like family. JenniferGrantDDS.com. Call today. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House has been delivering savory barbecue and delicious sides. With their two locations in Hewitt and Waco, drive through window, remodeled indoor dining space, delivery options, and new hours, Uncle Dan's is sure to be a Central Texas favorite. Specials include one meat plate with two sides for only $7.09, with beef and rib plates only a dollar more on Mondays. Buy one, get one half off for Texas taters on Tuesday and prime beef brisket on Fridays. Come eat at this family-owned business and feel like you're right at home. For over 40 years, CTWP has been making life easier for business owners. We offer long or short-term leases on day-to-day copiers, wide-format copiers, shredders, and mailing machines. At CTWP, you can choose from Xerox, Lexmark, Kyocera, Konica Minolta, Canon, FP, and more. Make sure your money stays in Central Texas. Locally owned since 1979. Stop by 3730 Franklin Avenue in Waco or online at ctwp.com. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Searching for popular jewelry at affordable prices? Do yourself a favor and check out Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They have a large selection of men's and women's gold, silver, and stainless steel jewelry, including rings, necklaces, chains, bracelets, and earrings, plus jewelry for the Western crowd and biker enthusiasts. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 to 22462. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. It's time now for The Naked Truck, the ongoing saga of the battle to end truck nudity, presented by Pickup Outfitters. In this episode, we find Amanda and Brad on a date. Oh, Amanda, will you... Brad, I'm sorry. I just can't go out with you in this truck anymore. It's just so bare. You have nothing on this truck. But I have these subs that I bought online. Online? Really? Subwoofers are just a way for a man to make up for his lack of equipment. I am going out with Justin. Oh, I know why. It's not just because he has a big dually. It's not the size of the truck that matters. You have tunes that give me a headache. Justin has running boards and a hitch to pull his boat. That's just because he goes to pick up outfitters. Maybe you should take a lesson, Brad. Will Amanda and Justin find happiness? Will Brad go to pick up outfitters? Tune in again to The Naked Truck. Brought to you by Pickup Outfitters, 220 Lake Ear Drive in Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. 
I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Baylor women's basketball find themselves at the bottom of the conference in Big 12 play at 0-2 after an 83-77 loss to OU last night. Baylor women are at Kansas on Sunday. On the men's side in the Big 12, TCU got the win over Kansas State last night, 60-57. One game in the Big 12 tonight, Oklahoma State is at number 19, Texas Tech. Tip is at 6 o'clock. The Knicks end the Mavericks' six-game win streak, 108-85. Mavs in second place in the Southwest, six games behind the red-hot Memphis Grizzlies. The Mavs and the Grizzlies meet up tomorrow night. UMHB basketball in action tonight in Marshall taking on East Texas Baptist. Women tip at 5.30, followed by the men at 7.30. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It is uh, Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. Thank you to Shorty's Pizza Shack. I was in touch with the uh, general manager of um, Shorty's just the other night, uh, and uh, we were we were uh, plotting our next uh, hangout session over there. Doing a great job. You can get it by the slice. You can get it any way you want it. Their delivery specials are great, and it's all house made. All their sausage and and uh, boy, the pe- all the all the meats. And it's extremely fresh. And then if you're someone who likes to, to go to the bar and you like wings and that kind of thing, uh, they've got all that. And they're, they're really good there, by the way. And you can sit there and you get the hot and spicy or you go the mild route. And they've got a great patio scene when it's pretty like it is today. It is Shorty's Pizza Shack. Go over there and tell Salazar. Chris Salazar is the GM. He's got a long beard, a lot of hair. And uh, tell him Mosley sent you, okay? And then uh, he, I, I tell you, I just I love any place where I can get a slice of pizza on the go. And that doesn't happen everywhere. It happens more in the Northeast than it does in Texas. We're a place that uh, likes to make whole pizzas. You just don't always get it by the slice. But shorties will do it by the slice. It's why when I'm in a hurry and I'm kind of moving around Waco, I just go grab a slice right there at Shorty's Pizza Shack. That's Ted Shorty Browning. That's old. Uh, that's uh, Kyle Ferguson. His brother was an old buddy of mine, and uh, it's a good group over there at Shorty's Pizza Shack. All right, we continue on, and there's a lot to get to today. And uh, and, and by the way, if you want to weigh in, we got a lot of uh, Baylor basketball fans, both men's men and women's now. The women, for a long period of time, you know, sometimes had a uh, had their own little bit of a crowd. I mean, they had a great crowd, but there's and there's a lot of crossover. But some people prefer the women's game. So I, I think some people are probably a little worried right now with what's going on. If you've got something you want to share with us, the text line, the CNC Collision text line is two five four six six two sixteen sixty. And 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 again, I want to reiterate. I'm I'm not panicked. Um, some of this was to be expected. Now they didn't expect to go into COVID protocols and all this kind of stuff. Uh, it they've got to go to Kansas, I think, on Sunday. I mean, it, they they desperately need a win. Problem is, Kansas is pretty good. 
Kansas just beat Oklahoma State. Did Baylor used to win every conference game, basically, for like a decade? Well, the answer to that is yes. And I, I would just say that you are going to have to live with a weird transition phase. There's, there's some great players on this team. There'll be some new recruits coming in, and there's a new style of play. There's a new offense. There's a new defense. And Nikki's going to have to have time to bring this thing, uh, to, to build this thing like she wants to. Now, are people always going to bring up Kim? Yes. But what, what I think Nikki has to remember and realize is let other people do that. She doesn't need to do it. And uh, quite honestly, at this point, Kim's off in LSU. It's time to just look forward and not worry about all that. Is it a lot to carry? Yes. She knew it. She knew taking over this program after a legend is. But she said it in that hour time video. She said, I was made for this. Well, now it's time to show it. But what she doesn't need to worry about is, oh, my gosh, I, I mean, this whole thing's imploding. No, no, no. It's, it, it'll be fine. And we'll see where it goes. And this team just needs to win one game. And then they can build on that. and Because and right now it does feel like the sky is falling. All right, what else is going on in the world of sports? <clears throat> There's a story out there that I needed to uh, share with you. Amari Cooper has been fined. And I'm going to give you that exact amount. I believe it. I saw it was in the $14,000 range. Yes. Amari Cooper was fined $14,650 by the NFL for violating the COVID-19 protocols for unvaccinated players by attending a Dallas Mavericks game last week and not wearing a mask, according to a source. Now, who was, <clears throat> who was, the, uh, who was the snitch? Who told on Amari Cooper? Well, all of us. We all saw him. Well, that we're at, we were at Dirk's Jersey retirement. He was there. So it's not like they had to look hard. Now, the guy who was on with us last week, Clarence E. Hill, actually is the one who looked up the rule and saw that it was a violation, and he wrote about it. I'll tell you, it makes me think of a story. Now, again, that doesn't mean Clarence did anything wrong. He was just doing his job. Years ago, a uh, – a, uh, a, a young player for the Cowboys explained to me that I think he he told me that he was not going to be playing in the game, I believe it was, and it was uh, because of an injury he had. This player was from Notre Dame, and I think his name was Kurt, like, <clears throat> Bowell or Kurt. Oh, man, I'd, I'd, have to, I'd have to think harder about it. Anyway, he was a big offensive lineman. Later years, he got in trouble and I think got sent to jail for something. I can't remember what it was all about. But anyway, he did get in some trouble later later on in his career. But we had a good relationship, and he explained to me what his injury situation was. So in the Dallas Morning News the next day, I had the exclusive that Curtis Volkers, I knew it would come to me. I think it was Kurt 
Volker uh, was not going to play in the game because of an injury. Aaron, I later found out that he was fined $10,000 because of what he said to me. I did not. <laughs> Again, I was just doing my job. I wasn't <laughs> trying to get people's fined, but uh, uh, Bill Parcells, yeah, it was either 5000 or 10000 It was a It was a sizable amount for a guy who did not have that long of a career. Now, if Zeke or Dak were fined $10,000 or, or whatever, it would be nothing. Same with Amari. But uh, Amari did get fined $14,600 for being out. All right, let's all move on with our lives. He's okay. He'd had the COVID earlier this year. He's got the antibodies. It, was, it probably wasn't the wisest move in the world, but it probably wasn't something we all need to get up in arms about. Do the Cowboys, should they do everything they can right now not to get COVID? Yes. But it's not just the Cowboys. It's every team in the NFL. COVID may have the final say in these playoffs. Aaron, I don't think I'm going out on a limb to tell you that some key player will miss the playoffs or miss a game in the playoffs due to COVID protocols. Now, could that be Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. Yeah, it could. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is very famously or infamously unvaccinated. Now, Aaron and I don't judge anybody for that. You can make your own personal. But it is important in the in a, in a NFL context because of what can happen and you can miss an important game if you get it. Now, can you be vaccinated and fully boosted and still get it? Absolutely. It's happened to people in my family, my extended family, my loved ones. They're out there right now. They're they're starting to the healing process has taken hold, and they're going to be okay. But uh, and so I'm very glad they were they had all the right stuff, the vaccinations, the boosters. But they still got it. So this this kind of thing happens. Other breaking news with the Cowboys. Um, there were some GM jobs across the league open, and Will McClay. The, the Cowboys kind of director of pro and college scouting. Now, I think the vice president, executive vice president of player personnel is actually Stephen Jones. But the kind of the head scout for the Cowboys is a guy known as Will McClay. The news that came out earlier today is that uh, uh, they've agreed to a new contract. Uh, he is the vice president of player personnel, uh, and it was announced Thursday. And uh, he's been the chief personnel executive since 2014, although, of course, Jerry uh, Jones will always have final say as long as he's here. He heads up the team's draft and free agent processes and works closely with executive vice president Stephen Jones. Now, why would you want to stay with the Cowboys and be under the shadow of Jerry Jones and basically almost never get interviewed? Um and when you had a chance to go elsewhere? Well, probably because it's one of the few places that when you have a poor draft choice or you make a poor decision in free agency, you don't really get blamed. Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones take most of the blame. In some ways, being the kind of the head personnel scout, whatever you want to call it, for the Cowboys is one of the greatest jobs out there. Now, if you're someone with an ego 
and you need to have I want final say. I want to be the man. Well, then it's not for you. But Will McClay has a tremendous say in what the Cowboys do. And contrary to popular belief, um, Jerry does listen to people, and so he does have good input with the Cowboys. Now, this is what McCarthy had to say about it earlier this week. They said, excellent personnel man, even better person. I really enjoy working with Will. I can't say enough about him. He's very astute at his approach and how the inner workings of the personnel department and the collaboration between Will, Stephen, and Jerry. We spend a tremendous amount of time together, and I enjoy working with him. He's obviously someone I know as an organization we would, want, we would not want to lose, but he's definitely worthy an opportunity that, pursue, uh, that pursues him. Will, Will does a tremendous job. Now, let me tell you something about McCarthy. He did not have uh, – Ted Thompson is the late uh, GM with the Packers, who used to be the GM when McCarthy was there. And then they have another guy that came in and has kind of had the, you know, the back and forth with, uh, with, with Aaron Rodgers. McCarthy feels like he has more say with the Cowboys. Whether or not that's true, that's fine. I mean, I think that makes him happy, and, and he's happy with the amount of input that he has. But Will McClay does a tremendous job and has been rewarded, and the Cowboys have found a way to keep him. Now, you might be wondering, what would a Cowboys head of scouting, player personnel, what would someone like that make? Especially since they're not out in the open and they're not as you know highly uh, visible as other people in the organization. I would probably guess that Will McClay is making somewhere in the neighborhood now with this new deal uh, 1.5 to two million dollars as the now I might be overshooting it. I think that's probably after a pretty nice bump to stay with the Cowboys because he came up as coach of the Desperados, a scout. It's hard sometimes to go from a not as highly paid scout to some kind of huge salary within an organization. I bet he was making five to six hundred thousand dollars a year, and now he's gone up to around one point five million. Now that's just for people that might wonder. You know, I know some people are like, "Well, I don't care, Mosley. I I only care about the what the players are making or what the head coach is making." Well, that's fine. I just thought I'd give you an idea of where I think that it would be. For whatever reason, with with jobs like this, we don't always get the the numbers. Um, and um, even players have uh, uh, commented on him. Um, Jordan Lewis said he's on the ground floor with us every single day. He's at practice every day. And, I mean, we always joke back and forth. He's an amazing mind. He knows football. He knows people. That's one of the good qualities that he has. He's a great judge of people and a great judge of character. He gets the right guy in here like you see. So that's good. That's good. And uh, Cowboys have done that. All right, much more to come on the Cowboys. I'll get you updated on the injury update to, to tell you who will be on the field Sunday afternoon against those San Francisco 49ers. It's all next in the Dismount. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. 
Now here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor women's basketball falls on the road. We'll give you details, plus tennis set to begin the spring portion of their schedules. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. When we moved to Texas, we were like fish out of water. We didn't know anyone in our neighborhood until our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent came to the house. She was so helpful and reassuring, a friendly face with that Texan hospitality I'd heard about. When we purchased a Texas Farm Bureau insurance policy, we knew we were making the right choice. We knew our family would be protected. Visit Texas Farm Bureau insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to find an insurance agent who's a true neighbor. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Baylor University is where lights shine bright. So, let there be light. Let there be roommates and teammates, scholarship and championships. Let there be fresh starts and new traditions, fast friendships and lasting impacts. Let there be laughter. Let there be joy. Let there be light. Baylor University, where lights shine bright. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor women's basketball, number 14 in the nation, dropped their conference game in Norman last night to the Oklahoma Sooners, 83-77 the final. Baylor got a career-high tying 30 points in the game from Nelissa Smith, a double-double 16-10 from Queen Egbo, and 11 points from Caitlin Bickle. But with the loss, they fall to 10-4 on the season, 0-2 in Big 12 conference play. Now staying on the road in the Big 12, they'll play at Kansas on Sunday afternoon. Meanwhile, Baylor men's and women's tennis open the spring portion of their schedules this weekend. The Baylor men opening at home with two matches on Saturday, Louisiana at noon and Abilene Christian at 6. The Baylor men, number two in the nation in the preseason poll, picked to win the Big 12 in the preseason poll released yesterday. And the Baylor women pick second in the Big 12 preseason poll. They're 11th nationally in the preseason. They open at a tournament in Las Vegas this weekend, taking on Arizona, BYU, and Illinois with a good mix of players on the roster. Here's associate head coach Linka Brusova. Yeah, I think the most exciting thing about this team is that we have two seniors, super seniors, you know, Mel and Allie, and they've been just unbelievable leaders. But also we have five freshmen. So it's um, it's exciting time to see them, you know, mesh together. We have some leadership, we have experience, but we also have young excitement and trying to figure out what college tennis is about. And I think those two aspects together make it such an exciting time. And we're, they're doing an unbelievable job. So I'm just really proud of the seniors, but also the youngsters. So it's, it's been super fun. That's Linka Brusova, the associate head coach for Baylor Women's Tennis, opening the spring portion of their schedule this weekend in Las Vegas. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. The Cowboy Report, weekdays at 8:10 a.m. and 5:10 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. 
You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. At Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Waco, our brands continue to win awards year after year. The 2021 Ram brand just received first place in the prestigious J.B. Power initial quality. The Dodge brand finished second to Ram, and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator is rated first among all midsize trucks. This month, you can get an early start to the new year with the Start Something New sales event, only at Allen Samuels in Waco. Come by. Let's be friends. Your home for Baylor women's basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Hey guys, we all give gifts on birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, but have you ever given a gift just because gift? When it's not expected, it means the most coming from you. Since 1979, Morrison Gifts has been Waco's gift store for every occasion. Choose from lines of great gift ideas, including John Hart leather goods, big old key rings, candles, and jewelry. And as always, free gift wrapping and delivery available. Morrison Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business at 4308 West Waco Drive, next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Center. Come join us. Helmet Aerospace, situated in Waco for 48 years and now hiring for several positions. Helmet produces fasteners for industrial applications such as transportation, renewable energy, and automotive. Helmet Aerospace is looking for production technicians, quality engineers, machining techs, maintenance electricians, and more. Most positions require a mechanical aptitude or background, and all jobs require a high school diploma or GED. Helmet Aerospace offers a complete benefits package from day one. Go to helmet.com slash join us. Search Waco for a complete listing. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Baylor women's basketball find themselves at the bottom of the conference in Big 12 play at 0-2 after an 83-77 loss to OU last night. Baylor women are at Kansas on Sunday. On the men's side in the Big 12, TCU got the win over Kansas State last night, 60-57. One game in the Big 12 tonight, Oklahoma State is at number 19, Texas Tech. Tip is at 6 o'clock. The Knicks in the Mavericks, six-game win streak, 108-85. Mavs in second place in the Southwest, six games behind the red-hot Memphis Grizzlies. The Mavs and the Grizzlies meet up tomorrow night. UMHB basketball in action tonight in Marshall taking on East Texas Baptist. Women tip at 5.30, followed by the men at 7.30. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show. It is the Matt Mosley Show, and uh, we got to get ready to say goodnight to you. We had uh, Babe Laufenberg on the show earlier today, uh, radio analyst for uh, the Cowboys, and uh, that was fun having him on. There are a couple of things he said that I found interesting. Uh, one was that stat, Aaron, you remember what I'm talking about? It was like um, they, he was looking at some of the most penalized teams in the league. Cowboys are a heavily, heavily penalized team, a team, and they were looking for, okay, like a great team in the past, maybe a Super Bowl winning team that was heavily penalized. And so I think in 2013, the most penalized team in the NFL was uh, were the Seattle Seahawks. 
And who was the defensive coordinator for that Seattle team? You guessed it, Dan Quinn. Oh, that bodes well, Aaron. Uh, this Cowboys team penalized heavily, and their defensive coordinator, none other than Dan Quinn. Can you say Super Bowl, Aaron? I can feel it. Feel the power. Feel the excitement as Aaron just gets ready to fly out into the evening. <laughs> Aaron, um, I don't think you have any games tonight, do you? You got any running? You got any, uh, got any basketball? No, we got basketball Saturday. Women back in a, in action Sunday. The women play Kansas. This is a team in desperate need of a win. Is it time to panic? I say no. It's okay. I know they never lose. I know the program. I get it. But I things change. I mean, Dave Aranda was like, what, 2-7 and seven or whatever it was? That was not a good first COVID year. Everything was shaky. We're all kind of looking around like, eh, what's going on here? Had the same quarterback back. Had a lot of the same receivers. Had some of the same defensive players. I mean, I know COVID was a huge deal, but, I mean, we're, we're sitting there like, oh, that wasn't good. That was no fun. Two and seven. This year they went 12 games, and they finished fifth in the country. <clears throat> okay? So let's not just give up on Nikki Collins. Do I think it's a great idea in her first year with all this pressure on her to be doing some kind of ESPN documentary? No. No. I mean, if I I would just say I would just say to them, I'd say, "Hey, y'all just focus on Scott and them. We need to focus on ourselves. We don't have time for this." Like she probably should have just said no to that. But I'm Baylor probably wanted the attention or whatever. And Nikki doesn't ask me these things. I mean, I'm here for Nikki if she needs me, but Nikki does not ask me for advice. I know that's shocking to people. All right. Well, Aaron, stop the music. So I guess that means we have to say goodnight. We will see you tomorrow at 4 o'clock sharp. Good night, everybody. This is the Spectrum Big 12 Shootaround, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference basketball. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 basketball in today's Spectrum Big 12 shoot-around. Coming up, the Texas Tech Red Raiders coming off back-to-back wins over top 10 opponents in action again tonight at home hosting Oklahoma State. Details straight ahead on today's Spectrum Big 12 shoot-around. Hey, folks, John Morris for the...